Hello there. Welcome to the Working Unit Tests podcast. I am Matt Dean, and today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome and software development. Before we start that conversation, I do want to let you know about my website, www.workingunittest.com. From there, you can access my podcast, all the episodes, as well as my blog, which includes probably some notes from the coming episodes, as well as other little code snippets or, or little topics that I don't know if they qualify as a full podcast episode, but I do want to get the word out there, right? So, so definitely check that out. Uh, you'll be able to contact me, hello at workingunittests.com, and I'll reply to you as soon as I can. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. Imposter syndrome. It lurks around every corner. It creeps up behind you, taps you on the shoulder, surprises you, and and it's no fun. <laughs> it's awful. Imposter syndrome in software development. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So firstly, those of you who are unfamiliar with imposter syndrome, uh, you may be experiencing it without knowing what it is. <laughs> so to help inform you, of something that you may or may not be experiencing, imposter syndrome is what uh, referred to as that feeling of, oh, once the other software developers, I mean, it's not specific to software development, but the other software developers, once they know that I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm kind of just guessing with the best info I have right now, but I'm actually not a super powerful expert <laughs> yet and once they find out about that i'm gonna be fired i'm gonna get out of i'm gonna lose my position once once they realize that i'm not as good as maybe i i think i am or or i feel like i am putting on a mask of i'm this awesome software developer or i'm like, like what have you and, and they're, they're gonna eventually see past that and expose me for the fraud that i am <laughs> That's, that's a pretty intense way, way to put it, but basically it's being uncomfortable in your skin with the work that you're doing. For example, uh, if I were, you know, to, <laughs> in fact, start a podcast about topics about software development, uh, there are many times where I definitely feel like uh, I am not an expert <laughs> in many of these fields and areas, uh, but I'm gonna do my, my best bet and let you know that this is the info I have right now, and over time, I will get smarter and, 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 and over time, this will get better. Uh, but as of, you know, definitely the first couple episodes, even these current ones, even talking about imposter syndrome, maybe I have some imposter syndrome about, about talking about imposter syndrome. <laughs> it's definitely something that uh, I'm going to be like speaking from experience and hopefully providing some value for those who may encounter a similar experience that I do. So there's the rundown of imposter syndrome. How does it impact software development? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> it's a, I, uh, for me, at least, imposter syndrome feels like a daily occurrence. Uh, definitely, definitely less now than than a while ago. That's for sure. It's definitely improved for me. But something I've noticed is every time I seem to to get comfortable with what I'm doing or the work that I'm working on or the tools I'm using, I like to make it difficult for myself. And I, I mean, like, I think it's good for growth and I will try something new that I don't know anything about 
at the beginning <laughs> and all of a sudden it's all over again. It's like, oh sweet, I know none of this. I hope no one notices that I'm just guessing. And, and that's okay. That's, you know, that's fine. Uh, I'll have more comments on how to overcome imposter syndrome uh, later on in the episode. So stay tuned uh, for the next couple minutes at least. Uh, but, but it's definitely something that occurs all the time. I definitely feel it every two or three weeks pretty strongly uh, and then you know every other day it's something that at least comes to mind <laughs> so so it's something that I, I feel like I can speak from experience and hopefully others can learn from from uh, my mistakes I don't know hopefully what I have done so far that helps can help someone else so the biggest question, if this does align with any experiences you have, is how do you know if you're dealing with imposter syndrome versus actually not being a good developer, <laughs> right? Because the whole concept of imposter syndrome is you are an imposter, right? Like you don't you don't belong here. This is you're you're getting paid too much, or or you are in a higher position than you should be. You don't belong here type mentality. Those phrases <laughs> are definitely not all of them, but there are some of them. It can impact any aspect of your job, your life, your your career, you name it, it's there. I'm sure everyone experiences it, regardless of working in software or not, at least in some some areas. We're all we're all learning. The world is moving very fast. So I can tell you if you're experiencing this, <laughs> you're not alone. Everyone is, at some degree. It's gotta be. Like, the people I've talked to, at least, it's very common for for to, to feel such a way. Especially in software development, where things change every two years dramatically. <laughs> so, there's no way that you can keep up enough to be the expert that your brain is telling you you're supposed to be. So... So if, if you're actually feeling worried that, oh man, I'm not strong enough, I'm not learning fast enough, I'm not a pro at this yet, I don't memorize all the syntax, guess what? Me too. <laughs> me, me too. I, I, yep, I, 100%. I have to continuously Google daytime logic because I never remember it, and that's okay. That is not the end of the world by any means, and I'm always in documentation. Always. I'm always in there because, A, I never remember anything because <laughs> why bother? I can look up documentation. Uh, unless I do it all the time, then it's almost a muscle memory at some point. But all the time I'm in documentation. All the time. If, if you're actually worried about not being a strong enough developer, the fact that you're asking these kinds of questions shows that you're trying to overcome it, <laughs> which, which usually means that you're not, <laughs> you're, you actually are strong enough and you're, you're learning. Uh, you may not feel that you're learning fast enough, but progress is everything. You don't have to get there tomorrow, but work on it, right? Like, like what, ha like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. If you know more today than you did yesterday about whatever tool you're using or whatever language you're, you're coding with or what, what have you, if you know more today than you knew yesterday or last week or last month, you are learning and you are improving and, and you're growing. That is one of the number one tells, at least in my opinion, this is for me, uh, that that imposter syndrome isn't, it is in fact just imposter syndrome and not an actual telltale sign of you not actually knowing anything. 
I'm going to refer to the Dunning-Kruger effect now, because you can't really talk about imposter syndrome without talking about Dunning-Kruger. To that end, those who don't know what Dunning-Kruger, the, the Dunning-Kruger effect is, well, it's actually, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and, and I go through it probably every week uh, as I learn different dependencies or different uh, skills or abilities over the course of my job or my career or even just, you know, life outside of work for sure. The beginning, uh, there's, there, there's a graph of confidence and knowledge. I'm going to point you to my blog where I am, uh, future Matt has written a post about this that by the time you hear this should be written in there. <laughs> so, so do check out the blog. There'll be a post on this, uh, on this podcast episode, imposter syndrome and development somewhere in there. Uh, and from there, I'm going to have a chart about the, the Dunning-Kruger effect referenced in there. So do check that out if you want a visual. But imagine a chart of confidence and knowledge. And at the very beginning, you're going to know nothing. <laughs> so you're at, you know, zero. And over time, you're going to build up some, some knowledge. And it's going to grow. And your confidence is going to grow with it. And your confidence may, go pre may grow pretty quick. And you're at, let's say, the top of this, of this chart's 100%. So let's say you're at 100%, the most confident that you can be with this, there's a peak in this chart right now. At that point, when you have the most confidence and like a fair amount, like let's say 20% knowledge, 100% confidence, I know what I'm doing, this is great, I got this all sorted. At that point, you actually uh, you actually may not know much, but you you don't know that yet. You don't know what you don't know yet. <laughs> and, so, and so you're at the top, you're like, man, this is awesome. I know what I'm doing, this is great. And give it like, you know, 10% more knowledge. So now you're at like your 30, 40% knowledge zone capacity. Uh, your confidence is going to start dramatically falling as the more you learn, the more you're going to realize you don't know what you're learning about. <laughs> and it's just going to collapse and into this giant valley. So it starts at this giant peak, goes way down to this, this bottom, uh, like maybe 10% confidence, 20% confidence. And it's a bit of a culture shock. Be like, oh, wow. Uh-oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and once you get past that that valley, you actually, you know, kind of learn to not go so fast in being so confident. So over time, you're going to learn the rest of your 70% or whatever of knowledge that you actually need to, to do the thing. And over that time, your confidence will grow. But it's going to plateau probably around that 80% mark. Lower than it was at the beginning. And I think that's key. Because all of a sudden, you being the expert, you know so much, you already know that there's more you don't know. <laughs> and, and you're familiar with that, and you're ready for that. So you don't, you, you, you don't, you don't, you aren't going to have 100% confidence that you know everything about this. Because the more you've learned, the more, there's more that you don't know. And so over time, you're going to, you're going to know more, but be less confident. Because there's always something else to learn about. And that excites me. That's software development. The more you're in it, the more you don't know. <laughs> That's so true. And it's not just for software development. It's for it's for anything. The more you're in there, the, the less you're going to know, <laughs> essentially, is what's going to happen. And by the end of that, this whole trip, you're, you're the expert, you're the guru, what have you. You know enough to know what you don't know. <laughs> and you'll account for that. And your confidence will reflect that. But your confidence like a safe 80%. It's not that you're actually not feeling good. You'll feel better, 
than you did at the beginning when it was 100%. And now, and now you have learned, right? <laughs> you're going to feel so much more... You're going to feel so much stronger about the 80% that you do know. And that's going to help carry you forward. And you can teach that 80% to others. And hopefully they can avoid... Like, they won't. But hopefully they can avoid the 100% confidence and then collapse afterwards. <laughs> like, a, like a sugar crash or what have you. Uh, so, so, yeah, that's the Dunning-Kruger effect uh, for, for, for reference there. And it's imposter syndrome is that first 100%. <laughs> or, I mean, sorry. Imposter syndrome is the crash that follows the 100% knowledge. As soon as you start realizing that you were, in fact, very wrong about how much you knew about a thing, that is going to result in a lot of questions internally. I actually don't know anything. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe I'm not actually good at this job. Maybe I'm not actually good at software development. Maybe I'm just a really slow learner. That's not good. I don't want that. All, all of a sudden, everything starts crashing down and your whole worldview is just going to get shattered. <laughs> as, you, as you doubt the very foundation of which you believed from the beginning. That can happen. And that has happened. And it will happen. Just a heads up. <laughs> you may... You don't know... What areas of your life do you have that 100% confidence in until you start realizing it's you, you have more to learn? <laughs> it's going to happen. When speaking about if you are, in fact, dealing with imposter syndrome or just not being a strong enough developer, the only difference, to me at least, is when you're at the bottom of that valley upon learning that you know nothing, <laughs> once you're at that point, if you stay there, and you, and you and you stay there and you don't progress i think that is what you don't want to have happen <laughs> when you're dealing with the feelings of imposter syndrome because perhaps at that point it's true perhaps at that bottom valley maybe that's true maybe there's things you need to learn more about maybe there's i mean you 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 have you know in this story you have very quickly learned that you have so much more to learn if you don't actually learn anything else nothing changes then then maybe that is the difference between imposter syndrome and not being a strong enough developer perhaps that is where that shift happens but the best way to 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 i mean to keep going <laughs> the 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 best way to have it just be in fact imposter syndrome is to keep learning Make that, make that uh, knowledge amount that used to be, you know, or, right? Like, whatever. You, got, you have to spend more time learning. You got to take a, some time here, and you need, to, you need to learn further, learn what you can, ask questions. And I'm going to tell you right now, whoever's listening, you ask good questions. Continue doing it. You ask great questions. Keep asking questions. Never stop. Never stop asking questions. You'll never know everything, but you can always ask more questions. And that is key to overcoming imposter syndrome, is asking questions, learning, becoming, becoming that role against your brain. Your brain will always tell you there's more to learn, but the key is to accept that. Go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right, imposter syndrome. There is so much more to learn. Let's go learn it. <laughs> Let's go find out what we need to know. How much of this do we need for right now? Now I start prioritizing what I learn. There's a whole list. There's many books I want to read right now, but I only have time for one. Which one am I going to read? 
And I challenge that to you. If you are encountering these feelings or, or you've recently felt super confident about something you've learned, be ready for a, a valley to show up <laughs> and slap you in the face. Be like, you actually don't know enough yet. That's going to happen. It's going to happen again and again and again. And that's okay. That means you're learning and growing. And that's the best part of software development. It's just there's nonstop learning. It's the best and the worst, honestly, but I, I love it. And probably you do too, being in software development. So kudos to you for asking great, great questions, tuning into this podcast, even though you see a title that can be a little nerve wracking, imposter syndrome. Uh-oh, <laughs> what's Matt gonna talk about today? But you still clicked it. You still hit play. You still tuned in. Awesome. Whatever you do, don't forget to write your unit tests. <laughs> uh, this is the Working Unit Tests podcast. I am Matt. You can find me at workingunittests.com. You can also email me at hello at workingunittests.com and I'll reply as soon as I can. It's been awesome having you. Great conversation. And I'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>